You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller, and with me we have Joel Rojas. Our guest today recently won the Ultimate Fighter 23 by coming out on top in the light heavyweight tournament. Please help me welcome Andrew Sanchez. Andrew, thank you for being here. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, like we said, your last fight uh, where you won the Ultimate Fighter by defeating Khalil Roundtree by unanimous decision. Uh, overall, are you happy with your performance and how the fight went? Uh, yeah, I, I did what I was supposed to do. You know, I, I wish I, you know, could have finished him. Um, I believe I, I, I should have finished him, but Khalil came prepared and he came like way bigger. So, um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get the finish, but there's no other way to fight that guy. You know, the only chance he had to beat me was knocking out. So, like, I mean, I believe I could have stood a few with him, but why? Doesn't make sense. So. Took him down, and I couldn't get the submission, but that's okay. I got the I got the trophy at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. You in the in the show at at two o five, but your your whole career you've basically been at middleweight. Was that just for the show, the one time thing, or are you going back to middleweight? No, I'm definitely going back to middleweight. Um, I've always been a middleweight. I mean, I'm a small middleweight at that. Like I, I really think I can make welterweight, but. Um, you know, the, the show, it, it was just an opportunity to get to the USC. I felt like I was kind of, I don't know, I was kind of stuck. I wasn't, I wasn't getting my chance. It, it, it has a lot to do with timing and, and being at the right place at the right time to get to the USC. And I, it just wasn't happening for me. So I was like, I guess I got to go bump up weight class, you know, and, and try and try and get some uh, exposure. And um, it all worked out in the end. But definitely a back to middle weight 100%. Um, possibly welterweight. Okay, yeah. And uh, so with uh, with you dropping back down to middleweight, um, is there a specific matchup or anyone in mind that you have uh, when you make your return to the cage? I I don't personally have a specific matchup, although I believe that Joe Silva and the guys are going to match me up with grapplers and wrestlers because they want to see me strike. I have a feeling because my last fight, I don't think Dana was happy with it. I think I'm on his, his shit list, you know, he uh, you know, it wasn't the most exciting fight. And so I have a feeling they're going to put me against a tough wrestler because they don't want me taking people down and um, holding them, you know. But that's not what I do to begin with. I, you know, if you look at any of my past fights, when I get it to the ground, I finish it, submission the ground, pound, whatever. But, you know, uh, in Dana's eyes, I'm a boring fighter when I hit when I hit the match. So I, I have a good feeling it's going to be a wrestler. But I don't personally care who they put in front of me. You know, I feel like I can fight any any and all styles, which I showed through the show. You know, my first fight against Phil Hawes, he was an excellent wrestler. So I stuffed the takedown, and I stood in the feet with him. Uh, next fight was a striker. Yeah, I take him down. Next fight, jiu-jitsu fighter. I, I knock him out. So I'm okay with, with whatever. Is a, uh, yeah, and a rematch with Kevin Casey something that you would like? 
<laughs> yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. You know, getting back at them. I, I, I don't like the guy. I definitely don't like the guy. You know, when we fought, he was cheating. Guy was juiced out of his mind, which is not the reason I lost the fight. The reason I lost the fight is because I thought I was a better striker than I was. You know, um, it's come a long way since then. It, um, I know I'm better than that guy. I know I can beat that guy, and it, it'd be nice to to get that W. So. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that fight. And you know, Kevin Casey, he's scheduled to face uh, Sam Alvey next. Do you think that he comes out on top there? And if so, would you like to fight him, win or lose? Would you like to see to fight him after that? Uh, I'll fight that guy anywhere, man. I'll fight him in the parking lot. I, I don't care. You know? <laughs> Honest to God, like uh, in the fight, he he could win the fight. He's gonna go for the takedown and things like that. But get this. Kevin Casey of today is the, the old Kevin Casey. You know, the guy hasn't changed. He gasses out like always. He he just throws bombs and looks for his takedown. But nothing special in my opinion. Yeah, and, you know, it was a very interesting note that you brought up earlier uh, with your fight against Roundtree. I mean, obviously, you had a very good game plan, very good fight IQ, and you dominated the fight. You even got some 10-8 rounds in there. But even still, like you said, Dana, he's kind of hard to impress. Do you think that that's really fair, though, for the fighters, for him to really to, to scrutinize certain fighters just for fighting smart? You know, if they're fighting a striker, then they obviously use their wrestling. Do you think that that's really that's a fair assessment of, of certain guys? Uh, it is fair considering his point of view. He's a promoter, and he just wants exciting fights. He wants people to get knocked out. And I'm not trying to get knocked out, man. I'm trying to win the fight. You know, I'm, I'm an athlete, and this is a sport to me. And uh, there's just there's just two sides uh, to the fight game. You know, there's promotion side, and then there's the the, the sportsman side. And um, it, it's fair. You know, I, I'm not mad at him. It, it was a boring fight. I think half the world thought it was a boring fight. I saw it. I was like, this game, this is a boring fight. But it, it's it was a smart fight. You know, I had one boring fight. Big deal. I'm not worried that like I'm on dangerous shit list now because trust me, my next few fights are are, are going to be finishes. You know, so um, I don't know. It, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. But, hey, I, I get what he's saying, you know. I get what he's saying. Uh, I, I wasn't too thrilled with the, with the how the fight went either. But, you know what, it, it's not It's not only my fault. Khalil didn't try to do anything. He was so big and strong, and I couldn't suck him off the fence, right? And he knew that if he sat against the fence, I couldn't really generate any power or do much. And he was he was content to sit there. Because if he tried to stand up, he would have given me an opening, and I could have kind of exploited that. But he was stalling just as much as me, so you know, blame him too. So that's what I say. Uh, you're you're yeah, pretty yeah. Nice dojo. Um, how's that going? How's uh, the gym? I know that you're in private um, seminars and uh, how's that going? Uh, dojo is awesome. It's great. You know, it's an easy, much easier life out here. You know, back back home from Illinois and. I used to drive an hour to St. Louis to one gym, an hour to another gym. And it was real difficult getting training partners, getting coaches I needed. I move out in, here in Jersey, and I live right down the block. I, I can walk right to the gym. Um, I got a coach who's with me every day. I got amazing training partners. And, um, so yeah, so the training's great. The coaching's great. But more than anything, it's just so, it's so much easier in life, so much less stressful, I feel like, you know? Like, I can just wake up and train and teach and, very simple, you know, and I, and I can focus a lot more on on just fighting, you know. Most definitely. I'm a Jersey boy myself. I 
was born and raised in Jersey from Union City in the Jersey City area. So I'm, oh. you know, yeah, I, I just moved to PA about five years ago. So, you know, I'm, you know, I, I know how the Jersey life is and it has its, its, its parts, but it also, you know, is real laid back depending where you're at. So I understand. It is, you know, yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. You said you're, you're in Jersey City? Yeah, Union City and Jersey City. Yeah, that's a little too close to the city. Like, I, I'm out in Fairfield. Uh, I went oh, yeah. and it, it, It's like suburbs. It's nice. You know, I mm-hmm. like land in the backyard. But, like, once they start getting to around where you're from, I don't like it, man. Yeah, it's the jungle. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's why I left. It was just too much violence, too many drugs, and just gang activity. It was, it was not a place to raise my kids and my daughters at that, so... I just had to yeah. leave it for the for the better for my family. So I that's exactly why I left. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, speaking about your gym, are there any other uh you think rising stars there right now, any prospects or anyone that are training there that you think that we should keep our eye on? Uh, not really rising stars, but there's guys already kind of established, you know, a lot of the, the Russian fighters, like uh, I was in the Tumanov, I was in the Yakolev. We got a girl fighting this weekend, Marina Morose. Mhm. Um and we have some really good grapplers, you know, like they don't really fight, but uh, one guy named, his name is Rustam Chassiz, this big old hairy guy. Looks like he's one of the hairiest guy I've ever seen. And he's this freak wrestler from from, uh, from Southern Russia, you know. He just competed in the EBI Invitational. And he took second. I think he took third at ADCC. But then the guy's a monster, and we're trying to get him to fight. And if this guy fights, he, he he's going to run through a lot of people. He's... He's really at another level. I've never, never trained with a guy like this. He's unreal. So remember that name, Rustam Chasib. And, you know, he went back home to Russia to kind of hang out and be with his family, and apparently he, he accepted an MMA fight out there. I don't know if it's just for fun or what, if he can get serious, but um, watch out for this guy. His nickname is the Russian Bear. Okay, you can look him up on YouTube and stuff. And there's all kinds of grappling matches. Him going against Luke Rockhold and throwing the guy around in a grappler's quest, it's like, it's nuts. And definitely looking out for that. Marina, Marina's, I love Marina. She's dope. You know, she's great. She's a sweetheart, too. Yeah. Yeah, Marina's really new here. She, um, she's only been here for this, uh, only this camp, you know. And she lives at the same house that I lived at for about two weeks. And I don't know too much about her, but she looks like a sharp striker. Real sharp. Real technical. So I look forward to seeing her fight, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you talked about your uh, moving back to middleweight. The UFC's middleweight division is kind of in a tricky position right now with Bisbing winning the title. You know, you have so Bisbing has the title. There's a lot of questions about who's going to receive the next shot. Some people are saying it should be Jacare. Other people are making the case for the Dan Henderson rematch. Can we get your thoughts just on that whole uh, – on that scene right now, who do you think should get the next shot within your division? And do you see Bisping himself being uh, a pretty consistent champion overall? Um, you know, that I think Luke Rockwell, first of all, is, is the better fighter. I think he's just very kind of arrogant. You can see it in the way he carried himself, you know, even after he lost the fight. He's like, what the heck, you know, I'm, I'm Luke Rockwell kind of thing. But, um, you know, and, and I'm honestly, I'm probably the wrong guy to talk to when it comes to, like, who should get the title shot here and there because, surprisingly, I don't watch UFC that much, you know. Like, I do now, and I've been, like, scouting a lot of the middleweight division out of them in the UFC, but kind of in the past, 
it stressed me out. I feel like I don't know. I train all day. This is what I do, and, and in my free time, I'm like I didn't want to watch this stuff, you know. So I don't follow as much as as you would imagine. It's very strange. I know I've never met really another fighter who who's not all about it. But uh, if I were to say one name off the top of my head, I I, I think I think Jacques Gray, man. I think he's uh, he, he's he's the one to be. He's the one to go for the title and. I think he can be busy, man. His his grappling and his style of grappling is it, perfect. It's so perfect, you know. His aggressive jiu-jitsu game is uh it's kind of rare, you know. But if you got that and you got the wrestling, it's very hard to stop. I think a lot of jiu-jitsu players that fight in MMA kind of uh, they don't have the right style of jiu-jitsu. You know, they're they're okay being in like bad positions on their back and half guard, which is not okay in a fight. But if you're a good top player and you don't settle for bad position, um, you're dangerous. And I think that's what Jacques Ray has. So being like you said, you don't in your spare time you don't watch no footage or whatnot. What, what do you, when you're not training and just maybe helping your teammates out? What do you do out of that? Like, is there any activities? I know we spoke yeah. to some people that video do video games, snowboarding. I mean, is um, I you know I I play music. I play guitar. You know, I used to be in a band back home in St. Louis, and I'm trying to kind of get one going out here in Jersey, but it's just a little difficult, you know. But besides that, man, I, I just I like to hang out with my friends. I like to get out of the city and just kind of like chill. I got my girlfriend here. Um, I, I'm a real low-key guy, you know. I don't really go out and party and do this. I don't watch a lot of TV. I just kind of like, you know, my friends, you know, going around, seeing new things, playing music. Pretty pretty simple guy, I guess, in a way, you know? I guess that's uh, the Midwest in me. Yeah, Jersey's more like a, they have a lot of hip-hop MCs or that, you know, they, they breed a lot of MCs in, in Jersey. There's a lot of, you know, that that's a big hip-hop movement in Jersey, and there, there is some bands that, that do play locally that, you know, have local fame within the Jersey area, but there isn't much. So I can understand yeah. where you're coming from with that. Yeah, yeah. Fetty Watt, isn't Fetty Watt from around here? Yeah, he's from Patterson. Nice, nice. That's cool. Well, maybe I'll go. I know there's like open mic stuff. I always drive past this bar. It's like open mic, come play with your band, or anyone can do it. And I'm so tempted to do it. I just gotta get like a little crew together. So I'm oh, working well, on that. Be on the eye out. Be, be, be on the lookout. Well, definitely. If I if I hear anything, because you know, that's another thing that I'm really into is the music scene. I'll you know I hit you up and let you know because. Out of open mics, I, I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot in the area where I'm at, but there's also, they, they branch out further out, so I'll have, definitely let you know. Yeah, I'm down, man. I just need, like, I just need that uh, that opportunity. I mean, I'm not trying to be, like, a professional musician or rock star or anything, but I just enjoy doing it, you know? Something oh, absolutely. Do on the side. You know absolutely. It's just, you know, you have a passion for, 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 the, for the music yourself. Yeah, you know, you need something besides, like, your job or, or whatever you normally do, you know, some kind of something to keep you sane, I guess. Everybody's got something. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, with your music, is there a specific style that you play? Is there any kind of uh, any specific genre that you tend to gravi- that you tend to gravitate towards? I definitely am a rock guy. You know, I like a lot of classic rock, and you know, I grew up listening to like Metallica, like like everybody else who listens to rock, you know, things like that. The old school is the best size. Uh, my personal old favorite. Old school, man. It's the best. It's the best, man. Everything's all computerized now. And yeah. I don't know. It's not as real, I feel like. There's not as much 
emotion, maybe. Oh, you know, they're taking oh. like old songs and making it. You know, they're taking making it the chorus of their songs. Like I don't know, make make your own stuff. Exactly. That's what I want to hear. A lot of the young the young cats like they that just how they make their money, and it's unfortunate that they're ruining the music that so many yeah. musicians and legends have worked hard for to produce and. It's coming to just make a mockery out of it, and just, it just pisses me off. Like I don't even listen to the radio at all. You not catch anything above the early 2000s in my in my iPod. It's just straight 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I don't listen to anything else. It's just not worth it to me. Yeah, it's or it's rough, man. It's rough. Justin Bieber in the yeah. top ten. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Don't even rough. get me started on Drake. On Drake. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I plead the fifth on that one. I, I saw something yeah. earlier today that said Drake like he like called out Eminem or something like that. What was that all yeah. about? Uh, well, Joe Joe Budden, who's uh, coincidentally from Jersey, from Jersey City, but he lives in Fort Lee now. Uh, he's basically dissing Drake. He's done like four or five um, diss tracks, and because Joe Budden is signed to Eminem's label with Slaughterhouse, uh, they're saying that Eminem might jump on the on the bandwagon of Joe Budden and go after Drake because basically Drake came sideways at Joe Budden and I'm trying to play him out in, in one of the interviews because Joe Budden did a bad review on his album, on his views album. So it just went from there and it just escalated. And Joe, Joe Budden went out on every like week he dropped a, a new diss track. In the last month and a half, two, he's done five. So that's why that was said. But it just makes me, it made me laugh when I saw that because there's no way anybody can come at Eminem. Eminem is one of the best of all time, bottom line, in any genre. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't really listen to rap, but I, I did kind of get into Eminem for a while, and he, his lyrics are pretty incredible, man. You can't, can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I guess we'll shift the attention back uh, towards your career a little bit. Um, I just wanted to talk about your experience in the Tough House. Um, many cast members have mixed feelings about the Ultimate Fighter, about having participated in it. So what was the experience personally like for you? Uh, for me personally, it was it was smooth, you know. Like, uh, I went in the house. I, I took out the, the top guy first round, and, I knew, first of all, I could beat everybody in the house. So that took a ton of the pressure off. I was like the first pick, you know, and um, I, I kind of knew I had in the bag as long as I fought to my potential and do what I was supposed to do. So that was the biggest thing. If I had to live with, like, a guy that was like, oh, man, I don't know, that's going to be a tough fight. He may be able to beat me. That would have been very stressful to me. But um, besides that, everybody was very cool, you know. Like you've seen in the past season, there's drama, people fighting, they're doing stupid stuff. Um, everybody was friends, you know, which maybe in a way backfired at the end when we all had to fight each other, but it made it for a much like more pleasant experience, I guess, you know what I mean? And you know, everybody's experience is uh, is, is individual. You, you got to think some people have kids, have family back home, and, you know, some people lose first fight in the house. That's going to be horrible. That was my biggest fear. I was like, I just got to get past this quarterfinal fight because I don't want to lose early and have to live in this house for like four more weeks. With no hope of winning the the you know the show, it, it would have sucked. Um, so everybody's experience is different. Mine personally was real nice, no problems. Man, I kind of just breezed through it, no injuries, anything. Everything went smoothly. So I'm very lucky to have that happen. You know, because like dude, if 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 something goes wrong, I don't know. Like for for example, that Bell, that Bell situation. I'm not sure what exactly happened. He had some trouble with his wife back home, this and that. Like, 
and that's that's the whole world watching that, you know, and that's kind of what you're going to be remembered for, you know, it's your legacy. So I kept thinking, I was like, don't, you know, you got to come off, come off in a good light because everyone's going to remember this, you know. So I think um, I, I, I lucked out. I definitely lucked out. We were talking to Amanda, who's a cast member from the same show as you, and she expressed the same thing, that her experience in the house went fairly well and she enjoyed it. So, you know, two people from the same house, the same thing. That's pretty cool to, to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I heard horror stories going in, you know. I had a, I had a friend, uh, Alex Torres, who's on Tough Latino, and mm-hmm. he kind of told me, like, Man, they're gonna kind of they're gonna mess with you. They want it to be stressful. They want to get into your skin. They do, do you know? They, they want good TV basically. So they're gonna kind of mess with you. And he's talking about like the production crew doing right. this. So I was like, man, this is just suck. I, I would I did not have a good um, view of you know. I didn't think it was gonna go well. Basically, I thought it was gonna be really rough, really tough mentally. And it was very tough mentally, but not in the ways like expect. You know, just typical like fight nerves and things like that. Um, the show is real. It's one of the, the the few real reality TV shows. I think it's just pure competition. You know, you look at like a lot of the other shows. It's complete, completely scripted. You know, it's not real. But this, I feel like they showed everything. Um, everything was real that they showed. They didn't twist anything up. Make, you know, one person's comments sound like something else. Very real. So that was going to be my next question. Is was there anything that they might have edited out on the show physically. Well, I don't know if you watched the, the the season itself, but if they edited anything out and manipulated the way things were said and put it on TV just for ratings, so you kind of answered my question. Yeah, no, they didn't change anything up. Everything they played was kind of, most part, in, in the right context. You know, I mean, obviously there was so many more things that I think should have been played, like funny things here and there, whatever. You know, but they record us. 24-7, you know, even like all night there's cameras up posted in our room watching us when we sleep and uh, you gotta think the tiny percentage of, of film they actually take from that six weeks, you know, like probably like 1%, less than 1%. There's so many funny things, uh, so many I can't remember. I, I wish I would have held a journal, you know, to, to kind of remember the whole experience because I feel like I forgot, <laughs> forgot half of the things already. Yeah, and you know, do you think that also like one of the reasons that it wasn't uh, overly taxing was that, you know, in past seasons there have been uh, the 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 more wild cast members. You know, you've had guys like you know Julian Lane and Junie Browning and guys like that that have really uh, made a ruckus of the Tough House. But the season there really wasn't anything like that. So do you think that that also probably contributed to being a bit smoother of a ride? Yeah, I think that was the the biggest the biggest thing. You know. Even even above, like, be feeling, you know, confident that I'm going to win the show. Um, you know, like I said, we all, like, immediately be a click. We're, like, friends. It was, like, natural. It wasn't uncomfortable. And uh, that, was, that was the biggest thing for me, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, Ender, before we go here, if you have any shout-outs or thank yous to sponsors or anything like that that you'd like to throw out there, we'd, of course, like to give you that chance uh, as well. Uh, yeah, of course. I always want to thank, thank people to help me. And of course, uh, my Jim Kidojo, my coach, Mark my manager, Hector, uh, sponsors, Clean Eats, Crashburn Guitars. Crashburn Guitars made me an awesome custom guitar. You know, this guy, he was a fan. He's like, he saw that I played music, so he made a sick guitar, sent it to me. Um, so you know, definitely check them out. They do custom guitars. And of course, my wonderful girlfriend, Danielle, 
Um, she's the best. She's with me right here, sitting on a street corner in New York City while I do this interview. So she's always got my back. And that's it, guys. All right, sounds good. Well, uh, Andrew, it was great speaking with you. Thank you very much for joining us. Congrats on your recent win, and we look forward to seeing you back in action soon. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And that was Andrew Sanchez. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Big thanks to Joel Rojas for setting up this interview and helping co-host. Joel, where can people find you? On Twitter, underscore JR double underscore. On Facebook, at Joel Rojas. I want to thank Andrew again for coming on the show. Uh, send a special shout-out to my wife and kids. And uh, as always, make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at FunkyMonkeyMMA. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller. And keep up with the site for the latest interviews, event photos, and analysis pieces. We'll see you next time. You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMAWreckage.com, and FightBookMMA.com. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to FunkyMonkeyMMA at gmail.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.